For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Patrick Ryder, we're back for another episode of the Big Ten Football Show. How you doing there, Coach Way? I'm doing great, man. You know, it wasn't a I, – I, I can't complain about Penn State's effort. But, you was know, that a nice little win for Ohio State? That's all it was, a nice little win. It's nothing big, nothing major. They were expected to win, and they won. I, I, I got to give Penn State credit. I thought Penn State – that effort, and, and they played really well. They always play Ohio State well. You know, and and they always hang with them, um, and it, it, you know something about Franklin. He just you know gets his team that he can't win. He was only beat him once, but he always gets them in there to hang. It scares the crap out of me. But I thought they played really well. You get no moral victories. So that's great. You know, my thing, my question is, where was that last week? And that's what and that's what the Penn State fans are frustrated about. You can't play like that against Ohio State, and then come out and play terrible against Illinois and Iowa. Like it's just not. It's just things that we can't do. It's frustrating. Yeah, it, it is frustrating because, like, one thing that, you know, Ohio State for the most part is is, is they generally destroy teams like that. They just they, – they take them to the woodshed. You know, they play Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana. They destroyed them. And that's what you want to do. You want to do that and get that – guarantee that win. Um, and, uh, and, like, I just – I think that, like, the Iowa game or something, I don't know, like Clifford injury, but that was just bad to lose at Illinois, you know. I still think – I think Penn State's a nice team. I do, you know, and, and the AP put them at 23. They lost, and they didn't knock them out of the top 25. So that, that's some respect there. I think that they'll have a good chance to go down and beat Maryland next week. And and I thought Clifford played really well. If you play the way you did Saturday, you got a chance to win out. Yeah, well, we don't know how we'll look week to week. That's frustrating, but I had them picked to get covered by the spread, and that was what – 17 or something? Yes. It, it, somebody in here went one and two with the picks and somebody went three and oh. So, yeah, you know, it don't matter. Who cares about that kind of stuff anyway? You know, who cares? Who cares? Anyways, yeah, I thought that was a heck of a game. Um, there was a lot of great football, you know. So, like, my day was, you know, I, you know, my day was I watched the entire Michigan Michigan State game. I love that game. I, you know, what I love about games like that is, is there's, I've been watching it forever i can't remember you know every year i try to watch that game i love it and then the biggest cocktail party even though it was a bust georgia florida um that was all you know i i do like watching it but it was a blowout but then you know we are the buckeye game buckeye penn state game at night and you know i like to best with penn state fans if you guys are our rivals because michigan is a rival but you know it is a nice fun game sometimes and and i get excited for it because i live in pennsylvania so that was fun um you know, I was a little stressful, man. You guys, your defense, red zone. Holy crap, we were in there five times. We only scored one touchdown. Ryan Day was so frustrated at the end. He wanted to go for it and for the one. It was like, dude, just kick it. You got to kick it and make it a nine-point game. Yeah, but your, your defense did a great job in the red zone on us all night. It was, yeah, man. I don't know. Was, hopefully, we, we see that kind of effort against the, the Maryland's of the world and, and, and the Rutgers of the world coming up, but 
if perfect. you take away those turnovers, you know, that, that's the thing. And I'm not putting it on Clifford because the pass rush really got to him. You know, the, the scoop and score that, you know, did you see the D lineman scoop and score? And then the pit, the interception where, you know, he's trying to throw and he got hit. That was tough. But, you know, those two turnovers were kind of backbreakers, for, I think, for Penn State. So, uh, and I'm not necessarily putting that on him. I'm putting that on, on just the pass rush got to him. I thought he played really well, actually. Um, you know what's more... crazy, B? You know what's Good. crazy, B? He can come back next year if he wanted. Who? Clifford? Clifford. How? COVID year. He could take back another year. Uh, he might want to do that. He's not going to be, he's not going to the league. He'd be 24. <laughs> I mean, shoot, we see this guy over at Pitt lighted up right now. I, I, I'm telling you, it might not be a bad idea. And then you bridge the gap to Aller or Pubella. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I mean, so, I was, yeah, I was shocked when I read that. I was like, whoa, I didn't know that. So, I was yeah, more he, upset about Michigan losing than, than Penn State. I thought Michigan should have held on being up, what, 17? And Yeah, dude, that was. Uh, We'll get in that in a second. So let's get in that. All right. So let me just tell you what's on this episode, guys. Uh, we're going to break down last week's games. We already started with the Penn State game. Um, we're going to talk about my top 10 teams. And then we got our guest, Chad Clark. We're going to talk about bets. I, I got the Heisman odds and national championship odds and also the game. So a, a full show. But let's get into the Michigan, Michigan State game. You know, I'm watching that game and I'm thinking, oh, man, here we go. Jimmy got his time. He's up 17, third quarter. I'm like, man, they're rolling, Cam. I, 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 Cam McNamara, McNamara. I'm like, man, he's rolling. I'm like, man, great job. I mean, I'm like, I got to eat some crow now. And then just slowly but surely, you know, Michigan State came back. And that kid, that running back for Michigan State is legit. He's a Wake Forest transfer. Wake Forest undefeated. Imagine they had him. Um, Kenneth Walker had five touchdowns over 200 yards rushing. And that was just Mel Tucker, man. They just fought and they came back. That was a big win for Michigan State. What'd you think of that, B? Man, that was heartbreaking. Uh, as like I'm excited for Mel Tucker getting that getting that win. I don't think he'll be at Michigan State too long now with these jobs opening up. I hope so. I hope you know because I like long tenured coaches, unlike you. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it was it was just tough for Michigan, man. Like I don't know how you fumble that. I mean, there was there now there was a lot of time left when they were up, but how can you to your rival? I don't know. It's just a tough one for Harbaugh. Well, like uh, the problem was so late in the game, you know, they 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 brought their backup quarterback and five star kid JJ McCarthy, and he fumbles the ball. I don't like that. I I don't like that. I've never been a fan of that throwing a quarterback in there for a player too. You know, he's not he's cold and he's not in a rhythm and he fumbles the ball. And then Michigan gets a great field. And then McNamara throws a pick at the end there. But I don't know, man. I just, you know, Harbaugh, you know, if you look at Brady Hoke and you look at Rich Rod, they were like, they were, they were utter disasters at Michigan. They weren't very good. Right. And Harbaugh has been average, a little above. He, he wins the games he should outside of last year. He constantly has them beating everybody should. They beat everybody in the Big Ten for the most part, except the good teams. That's what he does. Um, but if you look at it, you know, he, his record now against Michigan State is three and four. His record against Ohio State is 0 and five. And he's now two and 13 against top 10 teams. That's not, you know, you're Michigan. You know, they have a higher expectation there. And it's almost like they've accepted, okay, this is what we are. We're just going to lose Michigan State. You know, we're going to lose Ohio State. We're going to lose, I mean, you know what I mean? Be like, like, 
he's not at that level they they should be. I don't think they accept it. I think he's one of their own, and they know he's good. They're just trying to figure it out. But I don't think they accept. I think they like he's on the hot seat. Uh, I don't know if he'll get fired, but I know Michigan's not happy with being, you know, not in the top tier. They they was they want to compete with the Ohio States, the LSU's, the the the, the top tier teams year in and year out. They're better than they were last year. They were utter disaster last year. And he redid his staff, and his staff looks good. I think he's got a really good staff. And he kept Gaddis to OC. Yeah, OC's done a really nice job. Uh, but you, you got to find a way to win yesterday. I don't. I just something about it. It's a gritty effort, and you gotta you gotta find a way. Just sometimes you gotta find a way. You know. I agree. And, and, and you have to. So I don't. I you know he's still got. He's start, he's got to go to Penn State in a few weeks down the road, and he's got Ohio State down the road. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, they are much improved. I think defensively, they're you know they got gash a little bit. Like offensively, like you could tell that they're they're much better coached this year. This is like I always felt like Harbaugh wasn't sure who he was as a coach. He used to he was like trying to like do too much, and now I th- he's like a CEO type. He kind of has young guys and, and he trusts Gaddis to call the plays. He trusts this, this, their DC to call. And he just kind of hands off. He's more CEO type. And I think it's working for him. So I think it is a better staff. It just, I don't know. He's got to break through and win one of these games. I just <laughs> hope it's not against Ohio State, but no, he's got to break through and win one of these games. I think. No, I feel the same way. Like it's, it's, it's kind of like Penn state, right? You kind of like, you got to yeah. win a big game and year yeah. in and year out, both, both these teams struggle. And that's and, why and, you see Ohio State's dominance. And, and, and like Ohio State, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've seen it. You know, Ohio State's struggling or Ohio State, and, and then they find a way to win. You know, like like the Big Ten championship game last year, they're down at the half to Northwestern. And I'm like, I'm a little freaking out. But I also, in the back of my mind, like they're more talented. They're going to regroup, and they do, and they win. Like a couple years ago against Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship, they're down at the half. It was Dave's first year. And they came back and win. So, like, there's just that, you know, they're, they're just that they know how to win, get over the hump and win those games. And I, Harbaugh's teams have not been able to do that. Franklin, you know, he hasn't either. But I think Franklin's probably done a little more than Harbaugh. And I, I think the other thing about Franklin, he doesn't have, like, Franklin's tough because uh, I think it's different from Franklin. Like, Harbaugh is judged in that state by beating Michigan State directly. And by meeting Ohio State, they have two rivals. Franklin's not directly judged by anybody. Maybe Ohio State a little bit. You know what I mean? When you have those two rivals, they're in state, and then you're out of state, Ohio State. That's kind of really hard. Mm-hmm. And, and he's judged on that. Yeah, I mean, those are big games you got to win year in and year out. And they, that's what they were. That's what they were when he was a player. Like you got to be compete for national titles at Michigan, and that's yep. where they struggle at. Yep. Um. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. And then, uh, you know, Ohio State, 33, Penn State, 24. Again, I thought Penn State really, really well. They play like that the rest of the way. There's there a good reason. That, you know, they should have a good good chance to to go, like, 9-3. and three. I really – I think Penn State's a good team. Like, I walked away thinking, man, they're really good. You know, I wish they could run the ball a little better, but they can't. But I think that their defense is legit. It's legit good. They, they might have the best secondary in the country. Um, and, like, Ohio State, you know – move the ball well, but their secondary lockdown Olave and outside that one touchdown, he, he really didn't get much going. 
Lave might be the best receivers in the country. So I was like, it was a really good effort by Penn State. At this point, we'll take nine and three because it could be 500 or less if we show up the way we looked against Illinois. Yep. Now, listen, this stat, this is crazy. Ohio State's now won 23 straight Big Ten games. Urban, Ryan Day hasn't lost a Big Ten game yet. It's the second longest streak in Big Ten history. I mean, you know, I, mean, I just jinxed them. They'll probably lose next week. But but that's pretty impressive. Ohio State's, you know, even I, and I was a little mad at Ohio State, honestly, Saturday. They had six st- false starts at home. How does that happen? It was sloppy. And I thought they didn't get – they've got to get a little more creative in the red zone. But, you know, I thought defensively they played really well. I mean, the defense won the game. Don't you think, B, the, the defense won the game? The, you know, they created three turnovers, a scoop and score. They had a pick. I mean, they got pressure all night on Clifford. Clifford looked like he he he, he was back to his, his 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 old self. But our offense still struggles, like, to move the ball. And it's it shows – and like you speak to Ohio State's dominance over the last, you know, couple of years, 23 straight. Half of that is Ohio State, but the other half is the Big Ten just not being competitive. I agree. Now, now, oh, this is wrong. And Clifford's played really well. This is wrong. But, like, he just doesn't scare me. Like, it's not like I, – I, I never thought in that game uh, – uh, I never thought in that game that Clifford would go down and win the game. I don't know why. I just didn't. Like, I just, like I, – I get that, you know, you played Lawrence. You're like, oh, no, anytime. But just something I was like not scared of Clifford. I mean, he's a nice quarterback and he's had a good year this year. And, and he really the heart and soul of that offense because he can't run the ball and the offense line struggles at times. So I give the kid a lot of credit. I just I'm not like he's not this overly worldly worldly kid that I'm scared to death. And you get Drew Aller in there in a couple of years, I might be more worried. But you know, I don't know. Um, but I, I mean, I still think he's had a heck of a year for him. And and without them, I don't know what they do. I mean, they didn't have Clifford. They you know what I mean? Like he's made a lot of plays for them all year. Do, do you think you saw the next Penn State starting quarterback last Friday at the game you want to to uh, cover? Bo Perbella is – I love watching him play. And, uh, you know, I interviewed him afterwards, and I've interviewed him two or three times. Like he's got this, like, just cool it factor. He just, like – he's cocky, but he's not, like, an asshole about it. Like, he's just this cool kid. And I really like him, and 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 I'm, I'm rooting for him. I, I really had every time I talk to him, he's gracious and nice. So, I mean, he makes plays, man. The kid makes plays. He runs. I don't know. I mean, him and Allen will compete for sure, but I don't know. I tell you this: if he loses a job, I think there's a lot of jobs that he can get. Like you imagine, you know, Virginia, or you know, they got a good quarterback. I'm saying like he could go to a lot of places and probably play. Like he's a talented kid. He's been a dominant player like all the way up, like through elementary, middle school. That's all you heard about in New York for 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 years. And yeah. Now he's finally, he's well, and here's the thing. Guy. You know, what I loved the. You know, what I love is you know as a coach and you know everything is afterwards he goes he corrected me. <laughs> that was great. He goes, he goes, no, no, this is our third straight title. He goes, yeah, our second straight undefeated, season, third straight uh, section one title. And you know that's you know we're the beast of, of this area and we're not just York PA. He's just like this little like. You know, you know, a little screw you attitude. I loved it, man. I tell you, I'm a believer, man. I like that kid a lot. So, yeah, Drew, I saw uh, Bo Perbella. He's a three-star kid. The, the forgotten kid. Everybody talks about Drew Aller, but, like, you never know. This kid could come in and play. So, we'll see. The forgotten kid quarterback of that class. Yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud, man. He is a stud. So, anyways, let's bring our guest on. Our guest is Chad Clark. 
my buddy. Oh, he was at he was at the world's biggest cocktail party, Florida, Georgia. Oh, no wonder he's tired, man. He's tired, man. He's a little upset. Our brownies got a loss today, too. So it's been a long weekend, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me back on. Hey, hey, how you doing, bud? Doing well, doing well. Okay, all right, Clark. Let me start here. How was world's biggest cocktail party? I got to make it down there, be in Jacksonville, half Florida fans, half Georgia fans. Tell me about the experience, and then tell me how good Georgia defense is. <laughs> Lived up to the hype. That's all I got to say. It was, it, it, you know, it's every the buildup was is obviously high. Um, heard all week, hey, everybody's been tailgating since Monday. You know, you get down there, and I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people that don't even go into the game and stay outside and, and, and watch and watch the game. I mean, the amount of you know TVs everywhere, it was crazy. It was fun. The atmosphere was was amazing until about halftime, when you know it's a three point game, both teams are in it, and all of a sudden, Georgia's defense just turned it on. What goes from a three-point game to 24 to nothing, lights out, good night. Florida, four and four on the season now. Georgia's steam going to steamroll into the into the SEC championship game. Um, they're going to be probably three, four touchdown favorites the remaining games. they got Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and, and, and Georgia Tech. They're not losing. Um, they're on a street – they're on they're on a – a, a, a boat race to, to Alabama in the probably the SEC championship game. Yeah, hey, here, here you go. I got a stat for you, Clark. And B, Georgia has scored three touchdowns on the year. Their defense has. And they've allowed five this year. They've allowed five and they scored three. Nuts. Yeah. Coach, th- does it concern you offensively when they – I think they're in the final four no matter what. I mean, even if they lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game, they're going to, they both will get in. Um, does that concern you that their offense? Yes, it not- does. And, and, and I text that to a friend of mine. I worry about their offense because I, I think if you could get to 28 points on them, and I know that's a really daunting task, but if you could find a way like to get 20, like, like Oklahoma, I don't know if Oklahoma has a defense though, but it's like if you could get somebody, they could put like three touchdowns on that 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 defense. You have a chance. I I'm not a fan of Stenson Bennett, you know, and and like game I, manager. You know, he's a game manager. That's he's a he game is. manager, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not a huge fan of of where they. Yeah, I, I they're offensively like they're just not where they should be for a national championship team. Now their defense is unreal. It's probably the best defense we've seen in um in like what ten years probably. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, some of those dip. early, some of those early Saban teams, you know, were were obviously defensive led, you know, and he's kind of changed his uh, his style up to, or you know, his he, you know, Alabama's now led by the offense, and their and their defense is still solid out of five star guys, but you know, the, they roll as their offense rolls. Where Georgia, I mean, you know, I, I was talking to a few guys, you know, lucky to lucky to meet a lot of a lot of good Georgia and Florida fans. And I said, how how many you know first rounders does Georgia have on their defense? And they're saying maybe four or five, maybe even six. They said, um, which is which is just crazy to to think about. Um, you know, I'll tell you this. You know what direction? You know, I know we're talking a lot about Georgia, but what what direction does Florida go? In? 
I mean, this is what year four of Dan Mullen and they're at four and four, the kind of the, you know, is the program going in the direction that they, that they want to go? It's going to be, I don't know. I don't know where they're going. And that's, a, but yeah, that's I mean, if, if you look at Dan Mullen, 10 and three, 11 and two, eight and four last year, four and four now. So you're right. And now let me, let me give you one more stat. This is crazy. Georgia has outscored their opponents so far by 250 points through eight games. It's the best such mark since 1910. Wow. <laughs> it, and, and coach, coach, I mean, look who that, look who their last four opponents are. That net number could go to 400. I mean, they're going right. to, I mean, they're going to, they're going to be Missouri by 35. They're going to be Tennessee somewhere that, that line will probably be somewhere around like 25. Charleston Southern is going to be 40. Um, and Georgia Tech's probably going to be around 28. I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about here. I mean, they're, they're 12 and 0 and it's going to, you know. Crazy. Okay. So then, so then Stenson Bennett, 10 and 19, 161, one touchdown, two interceptions. I just, average. You know, I don't know. They're just like offensively. I mean, maybe they'll be all right. Cause their defense is so worldly. Like a couple of years ago, two years ago when LSU was good, they won it all. Their offense was unreal. Now their defense was very average. So we've seen teams with average defenses win it all. Now this might be the flip year. You know, I, I read something somewhere that said, you know, college football defenses don't win championships anymore, but they cre- their defense creates so many opportunities for their offense. Short field, like you said, score t- you score a touchdown, they scored three. Um, you know, we'll see. You know, we're, we're not going to see anything. You know, they're basically in. That was kind of their last true challenge until, until they probably played um, Bama in the SEC championship game. I, I- – JT Daniels, he's a good quarterback. He must be. He's really hurt. hurt. I mean, he's been hurt all. Yeah, he's hurt basically all season. I mean, he's better than you know. So, oh, last thing I'll say about that is, did you hear the quote? Did you hear Kirby Smart's quote about recruiting? A little jab <laughs> yeah, that's, at Mullen. That's that's what they. That's why they do this game in Jacksonville every year is because Jacksonville has a lot of high school talent, and they. That's why you know that I I heard that from a, a number of uh, George people. That, well, that's okay. why they, they can do this game. So they asked Mullen. Mullen goes, they got better players or something. Mullen gave like a starkey comment. And start, he was like, what did he say? He was like, yeah, last year we had better players and we won because they beat him last year. This year they have better players. And then they asked Kirby. I don't know if he knew about that quote. He goes, and this is a quote. I looked it up. If you don't recruit, there's no coach out there that can outcoach recruiting. I don't care who you are. The best coach to ever play the game better be a good, better, good recruiter because no coaching is – is going to outcoach players. Anybody will tell you that our defense is good because we have good players. And he's right. I mean, he he took the Saban model of recruiting, and he just you know, and they they just get loaded every year with talent, and their defense is just unreal. You know, you know what the funny thing is is that um, that they won last year because of Kyle Trask. That wasn't even his recruit. True. You know, what wasn't Mullen's recruit, and he threw you know. I mean, he, he's the one that led that team last year, and now it's totally different. But, you know, I, my neighbor, who's a diehard Florida fan, grad, watches every game, you name it. He's like you coach with Ohio State. He's got – he said he's going to start a website, Fire Mullen. He wants them out of there. ASAP. <laughs> well, it's it, 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 it since Urban, they just can't find the next guy. And and, and you do need – like, Mullen – I think Mullen's a really good coach. He's just he's not just a great recruiter. He doesn't – yeah, he's, he's not, not an elite recruiter. Yeah. And, like, he's a good pl- – I think Mullins is a really good coach. But I just think, like, you need that guy, the ace recruiter in there. 
and he's just not there. Now, I think he's going to get another year because that AD hired him. That AD hired him at Mississippi State. They're close. I think they'll give him another year. They got Anthony Richardson. If he can keep developing, they'll be better, I think, next year. I I, I could see him get rid of his D.C. Well, DC's it, been there while. The DC's yeah. his best friend. It's his best friend. Ty oh, Brown. is it? Okay, well, yeah. maybe not. We'll see. Hey, you look, Ryan Day, man, he demoted Kerry Coombs, and Iowa State's defense been way different since. You got to make those tough decisions sometimes. Yeah, that's why. That's why they're the lead guy. That's why they're the CEO. Okay. All right. So here we go. I put up the national title. So we're gonna ask Clark here. Who do you thinks the top ten odds for winning a national championship? Which one do you think are the best good bets? Or you know, we just talked about Georgia, so I think it could be a good one. Well, so, is is Georgia's a heavy favorite? I mean, they're you know. Minus 120, right? right? Yeah, That's pretty so, high. That's okay. Yeah, so 120, you have to bet 121, $100. Uh, I think there's a team staring right there at us at plus 600. That's probably the best bet on the board. It's your Buckeyes. I mean. Yeah, yeah. so, so uh, you know, so Alabama's plus 250. Ohio State's plus, plus 600. Alabama's yeah. plus, I mean, uh, Oklahoma's plus 1,200. Cincinnati's plus 2,500. So yeah, I think Ohio State would be a good play there. So if you, so what's the explain what plus six hundred would mean then? So a hundred dollar bet would win you would win you six hundred dollars. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know it's it's funny because you almost have to look at who you think is going to be in the final four, and and, and those are going to be your bets. You know, Notre Dame was on there at nine plus eight thousand. They really have no shot. They have no big games remaining. That's going to jump them up to the the final four. Um, I think Oklahoma has a shot to get in. Um, I think they still have a couple tough, you know, they have the big 12 championship game. There's a couple tough games. So I don't know if they'll necessarily get in. Oregon's probably not going to get in even beating Ohio state at Ohio state, you know, Cincinnati. I mean, that's not a bad bet because they're probably, they're probably going to get in that final four if they go undefeated and when they're, you know, they go 13 and 0. So that's not bad, but I think Ohio State. I don't see anybody from that that other division. What about Michigan game. State plus three thousand? They got to beat Ohio State. You know, next, what two weeks? The twentieth, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, I'll three be weeks. there, buddy. I'm going to that game. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because all these things, all you know, what we're talking about today, they're all going to go together. You know, when you're talking about. Um, Odds of winning the national championship. I know you want to talk a little bit about the Heisman. All these are, you know, kind of come, come together all at the same time with a lot of these teams and, and the quarterbacks that, you know, on these top three teams. Yep. I agree. Okay. Uh, go ahead, B. Why do we even need a Heisman? Like, it's tradition. Go ahead. Sorry. I know. It, tradition. But listen, traditions change. Um, yeah. I don't see the point in just crowning somebody who don't really deserve to be a husband just because we have to. You, you know what it reminds me of? Kind of how the MLB is with their Hall of Fame. You might go a year and there might not be an MLB Hall of Famer, you know, but college football will never do that because guess what? Millions and millions of people watch the, the Heisman ceremony and it's all about the money. Money grab. And, you know, it's, it's funny. There, there's, there's some great young quarterbacks, um, you know, and it's a quarterback driven award. Um, you know, Walker from, from Michigan state, you know, he's the one running back that's kind of up there and, you know, he's got, he's got a big game against Ohio state. If he runs for 200, you know, I think his odds were plus 500, mm-hmm. you know, those could, you know, that could flip if Michigan state was, would somehow um, beat Ohio state. I don't see that happening. 
Um, Ohio State's on a roll right now, and that's why you know CJ Stroud is probably my my number one candidate for the Heisman. He's the number one in QBR. Um, he's got two big games remaining on on the calendar with uh with Michigan State, and Michigan, and those are going to have all eyes on. Them. And, and that's and that's what this Heisman is. You know, you look at Bama. Um, you know, Bama does have a big game against Auburn the last game of the season, so there's still opportunity for. Uh, and they for, still got Georgia if they went out. And you, but I think the Heisman votes have to be in before that. Oh, that you're right. No, I think it's after the championship game. I thought. Uh, last year they changed it up. Last year okay. they changed they they allowed I think the conference championship games because of the shortened season they wanted they wanted more you know more games to to count. I don't know if they're going back to that. That's that's probably a, a fair question because could give Young that extra opportunity you know to to go against Georgia and have a big game. But he's number two I believe in QBR. I think I think CJ Stroud. You know Buckeyes go eleven and one go to the big time championship game and, and he continues to, to, you know, be that, that reason why you, you could be looking at what <laughs> him, him winning the Heisman. Anyway, one of those uh, Georgia defenders win it. No, because I just, I don't think anybody stands out. If you're, if you're going to be a, obviously Charles Woodson from our hometown coach, you know, won the, won the Heisman as defensive player. You know, he had the stats and he also played both ways. You know, he had he scored a couple reverse touchdowns, had a couple couple passes. You know, he caught a touchdown against Ohio State. And like I said, that Michigan Ohio State game could could come down to a lot of big things and the Heisman being one of them because it's 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 the game everybody watches and a lot of the Heisman voters watch. Right. And, and so last year, Devontae Smith won it all. He was the first quarterback, he was the first receiver to win it in a long time. And so he was a you know, I mean, too. He, he, he came. Was he came out. What's up? I mean, he was the obvious like best player. He was in the country last year. Yeah, but it, you know, it's the best play. Here's, but Clark nailed it. Two things: it's the best player on the on the best team or a playoff team, and then number two, it's usually an offensive guy. It's a stats driven thing, and like I don't think it's always should be like, but yeah. that's just the way it is. So hey, that's he was also playing with a damn good quarterback too. Mac Jones, I think, is impressing some people. He looks pretty good out there. He's got his team, I think, what, at four and four? Yeah. Now, now the, 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 yep. earlier. Yep. They, yeah. he'd, be, he'd be everybody's, you know, uh, Herbert, who everybody, you know, already crowned as the, as the next big quarterback. Mac Jones went on the road and beat him. So That's my freaking yeah. fantasy quarterback, too. He played terrible today. <laughs> oh, that was at L.A.? I didn't realize that. That was wow. at L.A., yeah. Well, it, it, so – so after, before Devontae Smith, you had a run of four straight quarterbacks. You had Burrow, Murray, Baker, Lamar, and then you had Derrick Henry, Alabama running back. Then you had Mariota, quarterback, Winston, quarterback, Menzel, quarterback, Griffin, RG3, quarterback. So you had like a nice run there. So it's been primarily quarterbacks. So you might be honest, maybe Bryce Young, you know, if they would win out, they'd knock off Georgia, maybe Ohio State if he would win out. Uh, Mal Corral's up there. I don't know. They're going to fall off now. Like, oh, Miss is yeah. not, they're going to fall off. Yeah. So. I, you know, I think, I think you might want to look at him for next year, possibly, you know, another year in, uh, in Kiffin's uh, offensive. Kiffin does. And, and like, Caleb Williams next year, too, because like it's kind of tough because he didn't play the first couple games. You know, so. like I said, that walk, you know, Walker from Michigan State, that's one that could be a sleeper as a, as a good bat. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's good. on Wake Forest. Holy crap. 
Yeah, I mean, he, you know, I, I think uh, he's got five games over 120 yards. He's got two games over 200 yards. Um, you know, he's got Purdue this weekend, which, you know, decent game. And then, you know, he's going to have that big matchup with Ohio State. If he comes out of there and runs for 200, scores three tutties, you could be looking at him as the new favorite. Yep. He's right. I have a, I have a question. Go ahead, yes. D. Is this an Ohio thing where both of you guys are wearing hats inside your house at nine o'clock at night? Or <laughs> well, hey, I just we just got in. Trick or treat doesn't get done here at about nine thirty. They go they go until <laughs> till uh, you know the last piece of candy's gone. So I just I actually just came inside. <laughs> uh, you know, our, yeah, I usually don't wear a hat. I was the same way. We were trick or treating to like eight ten, and I was like put the kids to bed, and I didn't realize I had a hat on. I was just like running around. So don't worry, B, for the listeners. I got my Ohio State fan on. It was a nice little win. Oh, boy. We are. I got, I got to let you go. Sorry, B. All right. Let's go over last week's picks, and we'll get Clark uh, observation on picks and get him out of here. Okay, so picks last week. I went 3-0. B-Way went 1-2. So I picked Ohio State game because I thought Penn State would cover. Penn State always does this, like, weird voodoo where they hang with Ohio State. And they're good. I mean, Penn State always plays good defense usually, so they hang in there. So I got that one right. The Fighting Wolverines, Michigan, they should have won Clark. That was crazy, man. Michigan's up big and then blew it. Can we can we go – what's – what's Coach, Coach Way, what's everybody thinking on Franklin? I mean, you know, you lost, they lost two straight. They had the ball. You know, it was, what, fourth and five. And he punts. What? I mean – I don't yeah. get it. Like, you know, what do you what do you have to lose at this point? You're you're not you're not getting to the final four. You're not you don't have you know you know play in the champs bowl or or the citrus. You know, he, I don't get it. Like, why not go for it? And and you know, it, it cost them because they, they never kept, they they really never got the ball back with a chance to win that after that. But I don't know. People are frustrated. I mean, they're frustrated with. The the effort not being consistently there every week, uh, but they know he's a recruiter, a, a, a big time recruiter, um, and they know they'll be competitive every year. They won't be, hopefully, like three and nine or something like that. Like they'll be in the mix, but they, but people think we we want to get to that next level, that elite status. And it was just frustrating because we just we just don't know. He he he's a much better recruiter than he is coach. I think yeah. you almost need that in, in this day and age. Well, like, like his game management is not great, right, Clark? No, I, I you know like yeah, I mean he he's there. Every, there's no way they should have lost the Illinois two weeks ago, and then you come back and you have a chance to to knock off Ohio State on the road. Sometimes you just got to, you got to roll the dice and, you know, it was fourth and five, go for it. it you know, he punts and then, then it was that he never got the ball back. They were down two scores, you know, and it's just like, does he have his eye on the LSU? Is that, is that what the, is that what, what's going on? Is he, his, he is giving some of the worst answers ever in his press conferences. Yeah. These games. Like, are He's you gone. looking at another job? And he's like, well, I'm focused on on this job right now. I've been great and loyal to this program, and I'm sitting there like, answer the question. 
He's like, gone. It's nuts. He's hey, gone. Hey, 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 B-Way, can you tell James Franklin that he, that he played Ohio State, not Illinois? <laughs> he said that like I'm talking about Illinois. He did that twice. I'm focused on Illinois, and I love the guy too, man. Franklin is a great guy. I like. Hey, 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 hey Clark. When we were coaching together, when he was at Maryland, uh, B he recruited B. So, okay. so we we met him at a coaching clinic. Like we sat oh, there for like awesome. five ten minutes and talked to Franklin. This is before he was a, he was just came back to Maryland as as OC. Seems so, like he's a high energy guy. Everybody uh, likes yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, great guy, man. Great guy. I want him to be successful so bad, but I think he's out. Like he's, he's going to USC. But or like, LSU, like, right? Oh, yeah, I think he's USC for sure. But like, here's the thing. Uh, like I got, I got to defend him on this. He's there, and Penn State is still this like little small town that's devoted to Joe Paternal. Jay Paternal, his son, is on the the board of trustees, Clark, and they voted to expand the football facility. You know, every big pro, every big time program does that. The head coach wants it; they tear it, they do whatever the hell they can to make them happy, right? And Jay Paternal, that I passed, but Jay Paternal's on on there and voted no. And it's like, that's such a weird thing. Like Penn State has this weird thing. They still got Jay Paternal on the board of trustees. There's just like, there's some weird vibes up there, I think. Jay always yeah. been weird too. Like nobody respected Jay when we were there. Like it was. Yeah, cronyism. Yeah, and it was just, it was just, I don't know why you would vote no to that. Make your guys happy. And, and, and so I think there's some weird stuff up there. And like Aubrey Steiner, the athletic on a podcast said, you know, she's, she said, I mean, no offense. The Penn State, you know, it, it's not the easiest place to live, too. You're, you're, you're in a small town. You go to a grocery store, everybody knows you. You go to USC, you're on Hollywood, you know, like you could like blend in. And he's he's a seller. I think he's perfect for USC. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't know. It is awkward situation, it seems like. And then that came out, the whole thing with his agent. He switched agents. That came out this week. Now, he said that happened in the summer. I don't know. It was just like the timing was weird. You lose to Illinois. That came out about the switching of the agents. He wouldn't answer the question. You know what I mean? It was just weird. Well, they're on a three-game losing streak. I'll tell you what. At I'm Maryland. Not so, I'm not so danger. sure they, they don't lose to Maryland. That's what I said. I said, we're in danger of going 500 here after the start we had. Well, well let me ask you this. If, if they go 6-6, six and six, does USC hire him? How could USC go – we fire Clay Helton and we're going to bring in a four and five year before and six and six head coach. How can you bring that and sell that to your fan base? Because you have a top 10 recruiting class, maybe. I agree. I agree with coach way. Okay. I think, I think right. that's what they sell. They don't sell his X's and O's. They sell the fact that he can get the elite talent to USC. Hey, what'd you think of the Michigan, Michigan state game? I know you were probably going to the Georgia game, but Michigan, like uh, I started the podcast you know, Harbaugh just can't win the big game either, man. He's two and tw- two and thirteen in top in top ten games. They were up. They were up what two scores going seventeen. The quarter. Yeah, and I'm like, this game's over. And then all of a sudden, and you're right. I was walking into the game, um, and, and I was checking the scores, and I saw, oh, what do you mean, Michigan lost? They lost what? <laughs> and, and you don't think of Michigan State as being that team that can come back because they don't throw the football very well you know they're a running they're a running team with walker um so you think okay they're down two three scores game lights out game over it's kind of like the browns the browns get down three scores they're done because they're a running team they're not a passing team and uh i, I was shocked and you know harbaugh 
if he doesn't beat Ohio State this year, which I don't think he's going to, man, I just do not know how they stay with him. I really don't. I mean, you gotta win, you gotta win a big game here or there. He's lost to Michigan State two times in a row now. That hasn't yeah, so happened he, in how many years? Yeah, so he's he's now uh he's he's now three and four against Michigan State and 0 and five against Ohio State. So sure. and he's got lucky last year they had COVID or they would roll in six. I mean, he would have lost last year to Ohio State, so yeah. Uh, it, 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 you know, here's the thing I, I, I Clark is, uh, he stabilized the program because Hulk was bad. And so was Rich Rod. He, he's been decent. Yeah. He just hasn't been, he, but like they want more and they deserve more. They're Michigan. Do they deserve more or are they happy with 10 wins? They get the 10. That's right. I don't know. Are they happy with it? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it's, I, been, I, it's, it's been years since they competed for national titles, but I mean, I'm pretty sure their fan base is wanting to get back to that level. Hey, Clark, here you go, buddy. Penn State versus Michigan a few weeks down the road. The who can win the big game game. <laughs> yeah, it might not be a big game by then, but we'll... we'll <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. You're we'll right. see. You know, Harbaugh versus Franklin, you know, and could Harbaugh jump ship? Is he is he happy with? Could he say, you know what? Maybe I'll test my water somewhere else. Will somebody else hire him? Will they say, well, if he gets the would he go to the NFL? He would have to go back to the NFL. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's... he was a much better coach in the NFL. He is your, you know, the funny thing is, he's your X's and O's guy, and he's not your recruiter because he's kind of socially awkward. I think everybody can admit that. <laughs> that's how that's how he comes off. He does. And, and he's the opposite of Franklin, right? Franklin's the the CEO. He's the everybody wants to be around him because he's high energy and you know um, he can sell the program. Whereas Harbaugh is like, I'm not. I will try to. I will coach you up. This is what you're going to get. You know, we're going to play tough football. Um, so he is more of an NFL coach. I agree, but we'll. But, we'll but see. I, I do, I'll give Harbaugh this. He switched over to staff, and his staff is a lot better. I think this year. He's got a better staff on defense, especially. So even though they, they, they give up 20 yards rushing Kenneth Walker. Yeah. yeah. How many touchdowns right. did Walker have? Five. Five. That's what I mean, man. Yeah, he, he could that's he's incredible. Like I watched him now. His his balance when he gets hit and he, he just keeps his balance and keeps going. Like he's really good. He's probably the best running back in the country. Like he's really good. And uh, and they, they got a good scheme there. I really like the way their OC does. Like, at times, they were up-tempoing Michigan, and they really caught them. They caught them flat-footed several times. And I, I just thought it was – they just – their OC – I don't even know who their OC is. He does a really nice job of just sometimes they're in spread, and they're going tempo, tempo, tempo. Sometimes they're slow it down. They're, they're, they're under center of the run. But like it's a good balance, and, like, they're just super well-coached. I mean, Thorn Kid isn't great, but he, he makes decent throws because they put him in good situations. You know, they, you know, I was looking at their schedule and I know we want to get on to the next, to, to the games. We're yeah, go ahead. About, but I will say Michigan state, you know, they've had, I think four games decided under a t- touchdown or less. And they came on top on all four games. A lot of times you're not going to, a lot of times you're not going to come out on top like that. You know, you're going to, you're going to yep, split those I agree. games. So we'll, we'll, let's, let's pump the brakes on Michigan state. I think they're a, a solid football team. Um, we don't know how good Michigan is because Michigan really hasn't played anybody either. Um, you know, we'll see how Michigan Michigan State does when they when they have the Buckeyes. You know, who are high powered offense can score 
40 on anybody. We'll see if Michigan State can keep up with them. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, like, if you look at Indiana, they beat them 20 to 15. I watched that game. I mean, Indiana, if they got one offensive drive, they could have beat Michigan State. So they're not like even Nebraska, they had 17 yards of total offense in the second half and they only won 23 20 in overtime. So they're not like, but that, you know, that's kind of what Michigan State is, you know. So, yeah. All right. Let's go to our, our, our picks. Yep. Okay. Uh, good job, Clark. I love, great job breaking down. Uh, asking about Penn State and Michigan, Michigan State. Okay, t- Coach Wider's top three games. Here we go. Light slate this week. Not that great. I looked at all the games. Not great slate. at all. <laughs> Not, after last week, it, 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 it's a good week to have my daughter's birthday party next week. <laughs> you know, I would, you know, won't miss as much. So Penn State at Maryland. I picked this for way. Penn State at Maryland. It's minus 11. So Penn State by 11. Penn State by 11. That's crazy. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Maryland. I think Penn State's going to win, but I think Maryland's going to cover. Yeah, I don't know what Penn State they've been watching so far. I, I know they normally do good with their Because Maryland's not that good. Uh, Penn State ain't either. <laughs> You're right, coach. <laughs> if Maryland, if Penn State plays the way they did Saturday against Ohio State, they'll beat Maryland by two touchdowns. I'll say Penn State wins, but they're not going to cover 11 points. I I agree, Coach. Um, how motivated is Penn State going to be? Lost three straight, laying laying 11 on the road. Give me get, give me Maryland and the points. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. I could see I could you know I'd probably sprinkle a little bit on the money line with Maryland too. I believe it's a it's a three thirty game. A little later start. It is. This this is a huge rivalry, right? For Maryland, they they look at this this uh, this game as like uh, right next like to each the, other. Yeah, this is. They beat yeah. them last year. Yeah, and uh, you know Franklin and 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 uh, Loxley was on the same staff at Maryland. And Maryland um, and Franklin was next in line to get the Maryland job when he took the Vanderbilt job. He was the coach in waiting with a uh, freezing. So. It's interesting. It definitely is interesting. But uh, Maryland wants to be where Penn State is. I don't know. If, if, if Maryland can continue to, to dominate recruiting in that DMV area, I think they'll be, they're going to be competitive in a couple of years. I, be, I, I think Maryland has a better quarterback. That's what, that's what sways me on it. Will Tua. Yep. He's All good. Right. And, and, and even though Jahan Dotson's good and the other guy played pretty good, Parker Washington played good yesterday. They do got some good receivers that they are beat up a little bit. But yeah, um, that was a good. I mean, Maryland, that was good for them to beat Indiana. They beat Indiana. They're at five wins. So Maryland needs to make a bowl. They haven't made a bowl in a while. They're so, both five and three. Yeah. Yeah. So Maryland's thinking, you know, Maryland's got to get to six wins, you know, because like you're Maryland. You gotta find a way to get to that six win. You know, you know, people don't realize that that bull schedule is so important. Yeah, I mean, the money you get, the time when the practicing get, and everything. Yeah. You know, it, it it is so good uh, for Maryland. So, all right, Michigan State at Purdue. Here we go on the road. You got a big home game against Michigan. You got to win at Purdue. It's Michigan State covered by three. They're favored by three. What do you think, B? Uh, 
Man, do I, do I, I got to go first? Yeah, you go first this one. I went first last one. You want me to go first? I'll go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, you go first. I want Purdue. I just got this. I got this sneaky feeling Purdue's going to come to play and they're going to beat them. Purdue's not bad. They could throw the ball around a little bit the yard. And I just got this feeling that, you know, coming off a win, everybody's gassing them up. You know, the AP has, what do the AP have? The AP have them five, I think. Five, AP's yep. like, yeah, gassing them up. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they got them five. And and they're like, and like, this is just like Michigan State's MO. They're like, they, they, they get up and then they play down a little bit. And it'll be a battle. Without a doubt, it'll be a battle. I think I got Purdue winning and covering. Ooh. Yes. I, I think Purdue would have a better shot if Ohio State weekend was next week in Purdue or in, in Michigan State. Okay, might be good look, point. Looking ahead. I don't think they're looking ahead. I think they're going to come in and take care, take care of business. And, and I will say this, you know, Michigan State being a running team, you know, running travels, you know, you're not, <laughs> it, it really does. I mean, you, you know, you're not worried. You know, Purdue's not great against the run. I think they gave up around like 150 a game which isn't terrible in college football, but it's not like, it's not like they're a world beater defense. Um, you know, I expect Walker to probably have 150 to 200 yards rushing and probably a couple of touchdowns and, and, you know, Purdue's big challenge is, is when they get in the red zone, can they punch it in or does Michigan state keep them out? Cause let's be honest, Michigan state does have a pretty solid defense. I actually like Michigan state here, you know, laying the points on the road at, my, at minus three. Like I said, if, if Ohio state was next week, Michigan State might be looking ahead. But they got the, that game two weeks down the road. I think they take care of business. What say you, yeah, I, I agree. I think I'm going with Michigan State. I don't think Purdue can can, can uh, score. Now, I'm not confident in Michigan State being great either, but I think they'll be – I'm going to go with the opposite of you guys and say that they'll be pumped and realize that they – you know, they have – a purpose to play now. If they went out, they can really do some things. So maybe they be more motivated. Um, so I, I think Michigan State to win and cover. Hey, all right. You, you know, Michigan State controls their own destiny. You know what they I mean? Do. If they, I mean, they really do. I mean, they kind of they get an amazing opportunity. And and I believe they're the only they're the only team in the Big Ten that's played in the Final Four. Correct? Michigan State, other than Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio State and then Michigan State. That's it. They got their doors blown off. But, yeah, that was – oh, that year. We went on 14-15. We go and don't give the ball to Zeke Elliott. And we lose 17-14 to Michigan State. And then they end up going and, you know, they get their doors blown off against oh. Bama. It's like yeah. after winning that championship, it would have been great to you repeat for it. But that's Ohio State's fault for playing down to Michigan State. Michigan State has this ability – when I was, you know, back in the 90s – 97, 98, they knocked off an undefeated Ohio State team. They have this ability. Like, they they beat Ohio State sometimes, you know, when, when Ohio State was at was a chance another, another national championship. So that game scares the crap out of me in a couple of weeks. But, but yeah, like, they made it one year. 15. I don't know. I don't know how you just said, you know, you played. They played. You played down to them instead of just saying they beat you. They were the better team. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, when – they did. They did. When you got Michigan the week before, you know Ohio State, you know, or whatever. But like, here's the thing. You know what? You know why part of it what it was is Mark D'Antonio was a former Jim Trestle assistant, 
and he knew how to beat Ohio State. So he's like knew the inning outs of Ohio State. So he had that inside. Well, they beat us fair and square. I'm not making excuses here. Ohio State Coach, loses all Coach Ripple. White. Coach I was White. ripping Ohio that's State Ohio last State night. That's what Ohio State fans do. They make excuses. Oh, no, no excuses <laughs> for me. No, no, heck no. I agree. Last night was ridiculous. Ohio State had six false starts at home. They were sloppy. One, one touchdown, five red zone trips. I was you you heard me last night in text group. I was ripping them. I was not happy with Ohio State yesterday. They got to be better. You won. Move on. They got two I agree. Games up. I'm got, just saying. The Ohio State are they off this week, and then they got Nebraska. Or no, they no, they they have the, they have Nebraska this week. But yeah, they have Nebraska, and then they got Purdue at home, and then they got Michigan State, and then Michigan. Michigan. So you know, back to back, Michigan State, Michigan. That's gonna be fun. Two weeks. That's why I like Stroud too, is for Heisman because he's got he's got Good four point. four decent games going. Well, and then like the Big Ten championship would be funny. Like every, you know, what's funny is everybody said Wisconsin. Wisconsin was overrated. Now they're underrated because they, you know, they took it to Iowa. My God, Iowa went from top ten to not ranked. Probably they were two. I was two. Iowa had fourteen yards in the first half. Fourteen yards in the first half. How do you only get fourteen yards in the first half? Like Iowa is, is the biggest fraud, and like you know, hey, I think the other thing is. Minnesota could come out of the West. Uh, and Minnesota, Ohio State could be rematched in week one. All right. Uh, but you're right. I mean, if Stroud gets on fire and they beat Michigan State, top 10 game, they beat Michigan, top 15 game, and then they play like a, a you know, I don't know, like Minnesota or somebody's top 20, three straight games, he puts up a lot of stats, he could win. And then if Bryce Young would lose to Georgia or something. So we'll see. Let's be honest. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but you know, uh, Bama is not 100 percent to beat Auburn. No, I agree. I agree 100. Not bad football. And I know that's why I brought them up because that's our next game. I I I like I really like what the Auburn head coach is doing. You Bo Nix is playing some good football. Now. I mean, you know, I really like uh, their head coach. I think he he's he's got them rolling right now, and and they're playing well for sure. Yeah. So we got Auburn. Texas A&M, this is our last pick. Uh, I picked the national one. Albright, this is probably the best game on the board. Best game of the weekend, yeah, I agree. Yeah, 3.30 kick SEC uh, uh, on um, CBS. So it is Texas A&M favored by six and a half. Woo! That line's Texas down to four. Texas a good that, ball, too. Coach, that line's all the uh, has already been bet down to four. Four? So, okay, thank so, you, sir. So that opened up six and a half. <laughs> I, everybody jumped on Auburn. It's uh, it's been bet down the four. So Texas A&M's favored by four. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a tough one. What do you think, B? Uh, it's it's at Texas A&M, right? Yes, it is. And they're playing really well. They're both both teams are playing really well. Six and both six and two. In front of twelfth man, I think yep. uh, Jimbo. Jim, Jimbo's having one of those special years where he can beat these uh, big time teams. He, his teams come to play in in big games. He got to worry about the little games that 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 he gets in trouble with. But big games, I think they'll be ready to play, uh, and they're good too. They have a good defense. I'll take Texas A and M to win and cover. I'll go next. I'll let you go last, Clark. I, I'm with B. I think Texas A and M wins to cover. The 12th fan is awesome. That's that's somewhere else I got to go and. Uh, I, you know, I tell you what, they lost two games. Imagine if they only had one loss. I mean, it, the it, conversation. It, it, I mean, they'd be, you know, 
Isn't it crazy? Like, it, it meant if they if they had, so they lost back to back. They lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State, but since then they beat Alabama 41-38, Mississippi, uh, Missouri 35-14, South Carolina 44-14. They were off. Now they have Auburn. If they were, if they only had one loss. I mean, that would be so impressive. But you know, so if Alabama would lose to Auburn, they would go to the SEC championship if they went out. Which, 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 which probably brings us back to our national championship odds. If, if somehow those things happen, they're they're plus ten thousand right now. So a hundred dollar bet would be ten thousand dollars, and they already beat Bama. Right. Obviously at home, they play so much. They they play very well at home. Texas A and M does. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm going to take Texas A and M to win and cover as well. I think at home, I think it's close though. But you know, I think you know they're not going to blow them out. But I, I think Texas A and M at home. Get you know gets that swing. Yeah, this is a tough one to pick to pick with because I think on a neutral site, you know, I'd probably go with Auburn just because I believe they got the better quarterback, and I always like to go with a better quarterback when teams are, are are pretty pretty similar, pretty evenly matched. Um, you know, they they both have great special teams. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Auburn here. You know, getting the four points. I think there's a reason why. Um, this game's already been bet down two and a half points to four. You know, they always say the early money is the right money when it comes to Vegas. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with Auburn plus four. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this line could probably drops another half a point, um, before the, you know, at three and a half, um, with the hook, but yeah, I like Auburn, you know, and this, this could come down to the last possession, you know, these three thirty CBS games other than the Florida, Georgia, they usually come down in the last, you know, the last couple of possessions, you know? Um, yeah, that's what I got. We'll see Auburn. I mean, they're, they're right there too. You know, they, you know, they six and two, they win this one, get the seven and two. Um, you know, then they got that big iron bowl at the end of the year. The iron bowl is going to be good this year. Yeah. So, all right, Clark, thank you so much for jumping. I know you had a crazy weekend. Take care, buddy. You did a great job, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. You're the man. He did a nice job. No excuses, B. You lose, you lose. Like, I'm not making excuses about Oregon game, buddy. I just think I beat, man. Just saying. Michigan State's owned owned us a couple times at B. There there were three moments. There was uh, three moments the last 20 20 years Ohio State had national championships. Michigan State stood in their way. Well, I hope this is one of those times. <laughs> hey, just like my they'll be mad because my team can win some big games. That's five straight against Penn State and and um nine of the last eleven. So next topic here. Let's go top ten teams or whatever. Top ten teams. You might yeah, I think you might be happy. I made some maneuvering. So here you go. Here's my top ten. Georgia one, obviously. We talked about them earlier. Alabama two. Oklahoma, I moved them up to three. They played better. Four, I moved Michigan State up to four. I mean, you're down 17 at home. Second half, you come back and win that. That's a great win. And then I got Cincy at five. What do you think, B? That might be your best your best one yet so far. <laughs> I mean, Cincy can – maybe Cincy should be a little higher because of, you know, they're, 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 they're undefeated, even though they, they struggled last week. But – this might be your best five. Let's see how the second five looks. 
Oregon six. I moved them up because they played better. Uh, Ohio State seven. Uh, I, you know, Ohio State one. I wasn't really impressed. I moved. It's kind of hard after that. So Notre Dame big winning North Carolina. So I moved them to eight. Michigan. I dropped them a little bit, but I still kept them in the top ten because like they played really well. And then I know the tenth spot. I had about three different teams, and and I, I went Wake Forest. They're undefeated for now. They're going to lose some games coming up. I put them at ten. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some debatable ones in there, but I take. I mean, I'm 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 happy you dropped Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> I was still ranked by the way in the AP 19. Oh, come on. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, I dropped Ohio State. Like, like I'm tough on Ohio State, man. I have high expectations. So, you know, you're one for five in the red zone, and you have six false starts at home. Well, that was sloppy. They got to be better. I agree. Uh, Notre Dame, Effie, you, you didn't punish Michigan too bad. In Wake Forest and the ACC, which is a mess right now, but they're undefeated. So I get it. Yeah. Here you go. I got one for you. Here you go. In the AP. You hear this one? That's a good one for you. The AAC, American Athletic Conference, has three top 25 teams. Number two, Cincinnati. Number 20, Houston. Number 23, SMU. The ACC has one top 25 team, Wake, at 10. The Pac-12 has one with Oregon. It's crazy. What about Pitt, man? Pitt laid an egg at home. Everybody's gassing them up, and they lost to Miami. I had them in top 10. They're not even ranked. They had me excited last week, too, man. I was excited for them. They looked good. Pickett was balling. Pit, pit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll be back, hopefully. We'll see what happens. ACC's a mess. There's a lot of of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of games left, you know, and there's going to be some crazy stuff happening. Like, I I got a feeling Oregon could still lose. I got a feeling Oklahoma could still lose. Ohio State, Michigan State are going to play. So, so we'll see. Um, big thing this week, Tuesday at seven, the ranking, the first playoff rankings come out. So we will see who, who's ranked where, and we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, but that's going to be big. That's going to be big. Like, see where everybody's ranked. Yeah, I can't wait to see that in a year like this. Where do they put, like, here's the debate. Where do they put Cincinnati? Where do they put Bama? Is Ohio State above Oregon? Like, where do they? Because the, what I've learned in the committee, like, and I love the playoff debate, and uh, and I I seen Ohio State not make it, and I've seen them make it, and they, they've got the benefit of that a few times. But you know, like, they don't care. You know what I mean? Like, they, it's 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 hilarious. They'd be like, they just make up something. Oh yeah, it was I control the game. They controlled the game more, and they just what they do is they throw out all the bull crap, and they really care. Is they, they think that team's better, and they're gonna put them in. Yeah. And what I've learned is here's here's what it is: more better wins. When you got good wins, you're gonna get in, and bad losses really hurt you. Like you can't lose by thirty. Like you know, like Ohio State lost to Purdue. They got their doors blown off, and it was they got their butts kicked, and it really hurt them in the committee's eye. So, like, if you got a good win, you know, like Oregon, Ohio, or Ohio State, you know, that's a good win. You know, those wins really help you. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it shakes out. It's going to be fun. So, all right, B, thank you. Uh, go ahead, do your 717 plug. Yes, make sure you guys tune in to everything 717 Sports Media. Uh, remember, you can follow us, subscribe on all the social media platforms as well as all the podcast listening platforms as well. Uh, just make sure you guys tune in. 717 Sports Media, change, change, changing the world. All right. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Thank our guest, Chad Clark. He did an awesome job, man. He really broke it down. And he was at the biggest cocktail party, Florida, Georgia. How awesome is that? And so he got to really enjoy that. So, all right. Thank you, guys. Take care. And go Bucks.